0: Of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey Personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with my good friend and best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, Dr. John Deloney. And we're here to answer your questions. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So call in, and we'll chat about what's going on in your life. So first up, we have Tiffany in Vancouver. Hey, Tiffany. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. How can we help?
1: Um, so I I have a question for Dr. John. I've been listening to the show to his podcast lately, and and just really finding his advice and, and questions uh, helpful. And so I so my husband struggles with some mental illness, um, and that obviously impacts our marriage. Um, we've been married for about twenty years, and he suffers with bipolar depression and anxiety. Um, The first 10 years were pretty rough because he was just kind of being diagnosed and trying to find the right medication and treatment and all of those things. Um, But there's been an improvement and continues to be improvement. Um, But I'm kind of just getting to the point of really feeling the impact of it on our marriage, even more so because I'm in a, not, I don't want to say a better place, but like in a place where I'm realizing kind of what's important to me. Um, so some, like some of the ways that it impacts is like, I'm very outgoing, I'm social. I like, you know, traveling and doing different things. Uh, he does not, like he, he doesn't really leave um, our house a lot. Um, he doesn't really enjoy socializing. He does go to like the important events that we have which I really appreciate that he pushes himself to do that because I know he doesn't enjoy it and he kind of struggles to be there. Um, But I guess I'm, I'm struggling with feeling disappointed and resentment, even though I know it's not him that's doing that. It's, it's the mental illness, but just kind of trying to figure out what's next almost like I I can still do the things that I want to, but I want to be able to do them with him. And so it sounds like, well, how to work through that.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it sounds like you had a picture of what your life is going to look like. And, and for 10 years of it, you were treading water and you're, or you're bailing water out of a boat with holes in it. And then you got the, the, a new boat, right? You figured it out you got the meds regulated and it sounds like he's worked his butt off and you have too, and now you're kind of realizing, oh, this is, this is it
1: yeah this, this is, is as, this is as good as it's going to get
2: well I, I I don't like to say that kind of that language because you're gonna you look at him and you keep saying he's got to grow but you do too but but it, this is what it is right now right and yeah. you see the trajectory yeah. of where you come and you see that you can uh, you know imagine a trajectory of where you're going um like my hard question for you is i'll say almost always but in a significant number of time, of of conversations like this you've met someone. Somebody, and maybe you haven't like cheated on anybody or anything like that, but you've met somebody that laughs at your jokes, tells you that you're beautiful, is hilarious, shows up, seems a little more stable. Is that the case here? No. Okay. So you're just looking at this thing. I love this man, but I really don't love my life. Yes. Okay. So what's your question? And I, well,
1: because I want to, I want to, well, I want to, I guess I. I don't know if there's a like. Is there a way, or do you have any suggestions of like how is this something that you can move past, like feeling frustrated and disappointed that I don't get to enjoy these things with him? Because I want to enjoy. I want to. I want to travel with him, and I can still travel. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's I, no way to get him to travel because he's too anxious. <laughs>
2: you, well, th- there's some truth to that, and also I've have people that I love dearly that I've been in relationship with for years that have worked really hard and um i've said on the show so i don't mind saying that my mom wouldn't fly my Uh my mom would not get on an airplane she i mean it was a it was an act of congress to get on an airplane and in her 40s 30s 20s 30s 40s she just wouldn't do it and she just finished her she's in her mid-70s and she just finished her last summer at oxford and so she kept working at it and kept working at it and then started doing it more and more. And it was a work obligation. And then it was a, Hey, I'll do it for dad. And then a, Hey, I want to do this for me. And then it became an idea like, dude, she's been in Wales. She's been all over the world now. And so that's why I don't like to just cash it out. Um, the bigger deal is this. So I love, love, love punk rock shows. And I had this picture that my wife would always be this tattooed up person with me that would go to these punk rock shows. If you've ever met my wife, she is not, she is not that <laughs> Rachel's laughing. So, um
0: Sheila could rock some tattoos. She, if she, uh, she needed to, she, she yeah, she
2: definitely can do tattoos. But but here's the deal. I had to make peace with that's not gonna happen. That's not who I married. And she'd yeah. go sit on the front row of George Strait with me. But um I want to go. So so I've got a group of buddies that I do that with. In my heart of hearts, would I love that? Yes. If there's a show that I really th- want her to come to, will she do it? Yeah, she will. Um but i made peace with it. And here's the deal I have a blast. I have a blast. It's when I'm not sitting there having the time of my life with three or four of my close buddies with Pete and Blake and some of these guys that I'm not going, God, I wish, you, I wish my wife was here because then I'm choosing to bring misery into a joyful moment, right? So, yeah, man, I wish you would travel. I wish you would do this stuff. Let's keep working on it. And especially if you're if you're not saying, hey, I've got somebody else. I, I don't want this thing to be over.
0: And also, Tiffany, I, and I don't want to interrupt yeah, you, you're, but I'm like, I even think what you're saying, Tiffany, is that there's kind of disappointment even even in the day-to-day, like maybe not the big, fun, exciting parts of life that he doesn't want to do, but even the day-to-day kind of sounds miserable for you. So I'm like, even starting off at that level of saying, gosh, what, what are things we can bring into our lives that we both find joy in to get joy back? It just feels like it's completely kind of stripped from you in your marriage in general. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say that's accurate.
2: And the only the only way to heal from anxiety is to walk right through it. And so, yeah. sometimes there is a survival. It sounds like y'all were surviving for a decade, right? Which is very common yeah. with someone who's struggling with bipolar and people, don't, people around them don't know, right? And no, no one knows. Yeah. But, okay, now we know what it is. And instead of saying, you need to get up and do this or we need to go out. It would really, um, I would really feel loved if in two weeks you could put on your calendar that you go out on a date with me and give him some time to practice, give him some time to think through it, give him some time to be anxious about it and then y'all practice leaning into it. Cuz
0: does he want to continue to push to get better too, Tiffany? Or are
1: you wanting this more for him? Like no, is he, he wanting does it? Too.
0: He does. Yeah, that's
1: he d- he does want it. I think I yeah. Yeah, it, that's I great. think sometimes like the anx the anxiety and the depression Squash the the desire. Yeah, it just gets heavy. It's you know.
2: exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah.
2: Um. And then some nights he's going to get up and go out, even though his body says, "Hey, dude, let's get under the covers and just watch another Netflix series." And yeah, some nights you're going to want to go out and you're going to sit down and hold his hand and let him borrow some of your nervous system and y'all going to watch a show together. And that this is marriage, but this is also y'all continuing to practice and practice and practice. And then, dude, it would not surprise me at all if he is um begins to find joy and you all get further and further connected i'm gonna ask you don't continue to drag the well i wish and uh could be into a world where that's not possible i'm gonna ask you to bring positive like positivity but not just positivity optimism about here's where i am i really want to go to this concert i'm gonna go do this i really want to go on this trip i'm gonna invite some girlfriends it doesn't mean my marriage is broken it means i wanted it to be like this but i'm gonna do it like this And keep walking alongside him. I think y'all can get there. I think you can get there.
0: Thank you, Tiffany, for calling. This is The Ramsey Show.
3: Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable, in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
0: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney answering your questions. Up next, we have John in New York City. Hey, or Jason. Sorry. Hey, Jason. Welcome to the show.
4: Hey.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Big fan of the show, guys. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. How can we help?
5: Yeah. So, I uh, retired from the Army 20 years active duty, and um, I've been retired for like five years now, and just again, I set the set where I'm at. I make about 150000 a year now with my retirement. Uh, the only debt I have is my car payment. I have a rather expensive car that I should not have bought during COVID. It's a 2022 Acura RDX that I owe $49,000 on. Okay. Um, I know it's probably only get about 37000 out of it if I tried to trade it in or, or sell it somewhere around there. Uh, from, what I, from what I've already found out. Um, I don't have any credit card debt. Uh, I don't own a house. I'm renting right now. Um, I just married last year. I'm just trying to get on track and I have the thousand dollars put away. But my problem is I have fifteen thousand dollars in cryptocurrency. And <laughs> I know. all I know, right bear, bear with me, please. Um I bought in, you know, whenever it was all the hype and I had nineteen thousand, but it's down to fifteen thousand. Yeah. So I'm I'm in the negative for four, four thousand on it if I were to sell it right now. Yeah. And my question to you guys is, what would you recommend? I've actually listened to a lot of your sh- like a lot of your episodes, and I'm just one of those weird situations where, do I pay off my car, take all my extra money, and pay off my car? Do I sell the car and get something cheaper? Do I sell my Bitcoin? Like, I'm I'm up you know up for some advice from you guys.
1: Yes. Oh
0: my gosh. Okay. Do you have any other money saved, just than not non-retirement?
5: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I have about six or seven. Uh, I'm close to seven thousand. Okay. will be seven thousand in, in a in a liquid account.
0: Okay. Good for you. Um. Man. Okay. I'm gonna tell you something. I'll, I'll I'll tell you what I would do, but you're probably not gonna okay. like it, Jason. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because because I want to hear. <laughs> I feel like the because fa- what we do on the show, I think the best is to help people get from point A to point B when it comes to building wealth. And so you have a lot of pieces to these puzzles, to this puzzle. And I think if you choose to put them in correctly, it's going to be a really beautiful picture. It's probably going to look a little different than your life right now, in a sense. Uh, but it's, it's what I would do. So I would take the hit on the car. I'd sell it. Okay. Uh, and then I would take your 15,000 cause you're going to, you still are going to owe some uh, because you're underwater on it. And I would, cash out bitcoin use that 15 grand for that difference and you'll have about three left out of the bitcoin i would go and buy a car with maybe six grand take three there take three out of the seven thousand that you have be completely debt-free start building up my emergency fund with four thousand dollars that i have left over and continue on my way i would take i would personally just go ahead and take the loss on the bitcoin because even though it hurts Honestly, there's no great track record that shows you're not gonna continue to lose money. You may we may look up in a year and and if history serves me right, it's probably gonna be even worse. So I would take it out now and let your pay the quote unquote stupid tax of losing the four grand in Bitcoin. That's what we always call is just stupid tax. When you do something, you lose money. You're just like, Dad, gum it, but I'm never gonna do that again. (laughs) Take the loss and then see that 15 grand as as I mean, this is key. I'm like, this is a really, this is a, this is a gift at that point to go ahead and, you know, take the loss of the car, get rid of the car payment completely, uh, the car loan, and continue on my way is what I would do. But again, that that puzzle that we just put together, that picture, that final picture, looks different than you sitting with a nice, what was it, an Audi, an Acura, uh, sitting with a nice car and some cash over here, you know, and this and some Bitcoin over here it's it's taken all that down to a life with no debt with a crappier car but some savings and then continuing to move forward from there
5: yeah and i, I that's what i was wondering I, I knew i would take a large hit on the car and i knew i'd take a large hit on the on the bitcoin it would put me you know somewhat in the net na- or at least in the positive but then i'd be starting fresh with another car and i had been looking at cars really cheap it's just I didn't know what you guys recommended on that because I've been looking at cars around, you know, 7 to 10,000 and it's like they have 100,000 miles. And
0: right. Well, yeah, I know and with that's them and my worry now. Yeah, and when we look at cars in general, if it's more than half of your annual take-home pay, that's always a red flag or if you can't pay it off in 12 to 18 months. So maybe you say, yeah, if we buckle down and finish paying this off, but gosh, you still have $49,000 left on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys want to, but New York City, it's going to be hard to, I mean, just the standard of living that you guys are in naturally, it's, it'll, it'll, you'll feel that. You'll feel that pinch. Uh, if you're going to try to sacrifice and just pay it off, I almost would just get rid of it, Jason, honestly. Yeah.
2: So let me ask you this, Jason, what would the number be? So you're, you're a combat veteran. You've been active duty. Um, what is the number? If I said, Hey, for $10,000, not one person on planet Earth will own you, Jason. You can do whatever you want. You can go to work if you want to or not to. You can sleep. You and your wife can just go, your new wife, y'all can go on vacation. You, like, nobody can tell you what to do. What would that number be, man?
5: Uh, gosh, that's a really great question. I, I don't know if there is a is, is a number I could put on it. So, um. here, here's here's... Here's the
2: other side. So you're looking at the loss and psychologically speaking, our brains are designed to look for loss. That's why somebody can like 500 people in an audience can say, Jason, that was the greatest speech of all time. And one guy will go, eh, that sucked. And you right. won't sleep at night. Cause that one guy, right? That's all of us. Yeah. That's, that's how our brains are wired. You're only seeing, I lost 4,000 here. I lost the accurate here. I'm smart. And I did something stupid. I'm dumb, right? All, that's all you're seeing. I want you to flip it around on the other side. Acura Financial, I don't know how, where you finance that car from. They. USAA. You, whoever it is, oh, they demand that you go to work tomorrow because you owe them. They right. are your boss. If your boss says, hey, you're going to start selling this product, you're like, I don't believe in that product. Your, your boss is going to go, yeah. I don't really care. Uh, you're going to do this or you're fired. And then your brain sets off the little alarms because it knows, oh, dude, we can't live here. We're going to take the car. We're going to lose this. We're going to lose this. And so for me, $4,000 of loss 10000 on the car, fifteen grand for my soul? Dude, I'll pay that all day long. Yeah. I'll pay no, that all day long. And so you're already married. Been- <laughs> you already are one of the toughest, bravest men on planet Earth. You've dedicated your life to public service and courage. You have nothing left to prove to anybody. Get an $8,000 car with 100,000 miles. Who cares? You already found somebody that says, I do, forever, right? You've won. You've yeah. won. You're there. You have nothing to prove You're to right. nobody, man. Go go, choose freedom. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I know. And, and honestly, for me, Jason, the car conversation, it is hard because if it's like a student loan, you got to pay it, right? I mean, like there's no getting around it. There's no selling something. The car, it's such like an, and I'm not saying this is you, Jason, just it, our culture. It's such an ego play of like, this is a nice oh, car. Is. And I, you know, and it's, it, there, there's like a, there's a part of all of us that our identity is so attached to our stuff. And that's what it is. I'm like.
2: Not to it, mention, I, hey, I, I slept in like on two by fours, right? On, on plywood <laughs> as active duty. Yeah. I I deserve an accurate. And as somebody whose family uh, benefits from your service, I agree. Yes, I hope that you you get the Acura
0: again you solve
2: for freedom and you get whatever car you want you save it up and buy it with cash um, and buy it from some knucklehead in your same position who's underwater and who's going to have to get rid of it right so I just want you to be able to afford it because I not only do I want you to have a nice car because I do think you you deserve it more than more than most I want you to sleep all night and absolutely i want you to have deep connected intimate moments with your wife and have n- not that little part of your brain going we're not safe we're not safe acura owns us like i don't want that i want you to
5: be able to just plug in and do whatever you want to see what i'm saying yeah that's what i called this is what i this is what i needed to hear i've been trying to get you guys for a while so i'm glad i actually got yeah, yeah totally is, is go be free bro yeah, and, and not
0: to go and like Jump in the numbers, but again, I just want to—I want to reiterate, Jason. Like that seven thousand, because you already have your thousand saved up. It could take the car loan down to forty-two, and according to our standard math here at Rams that we do, you could choose to sacrifice a lifestyle of a year or something and pay it off and do what you can. But is all of that worth it for the car, right? And, that, it would, and the car the would point. continue
2: to go down in value.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. And it could, that's true. Yes, it continues to go down. So for me, I'm like, it's not it's not worth the sacrifice for the car. Like, just get rid of the car, and we're going to move on and have freedom, like what John's explaining. So I'm so glad, Jason, that you got through and we were able to talk to you. We hope that that helps.
3: I'm grateful for you, brother.
0: Yep. And thanks for your service, for sure. This is The Ramsey Show.
3: and their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guaranteed and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com, rules and restrictions may apply
0: welcome back to the ramsey show we're taking your calls it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225 the ramsey show question of the day is brought to you by neighborly your hub for home services neighborly is one place that brings together a nationwide family of locally operated or operators Oh gosh, operated providers to help. I can never read these out. <laughs> take we're care we're of your repairs. I got segment. you. I got you, Neighborly. I got you. Take care of your repairs, routine maintenance, and home improvements. Go to Neighborly.com slash Ramsey today to start your search. I was up at 4 a.m. I'm going to blame that.
2: I Go. You can probably go to Neighborly.com to get lessons on how to read, too. Just go to Neighborly.com. <laughs> All right. Today's question comes from Annie in Florida. My husband, our two kids, and I live with my husband's widowed mom who doesn't work. We pay all the bills, buy grocery, and pay her house taxes. She and I don't get along 90% of the time, especially when it comes to my kids. My husband and I are not on the same page with money, and I don't have control over the money unless he gives it to me. We have one debt left, and we could pay it off in one to two months if we work together, but there's just no urgency from him. My sanity is on the brink and I'm tired of arguing with my husband and being run over by my in-laws. I've talked to my husband and tried to lay boundaries, but then I'm just a control freak, quote unquote, according to my mother-in-law. Sometimes I just want to leave and get my own apartment with my kids, but I don't feel like that would be right and would make things worse. I know I shouldn't let other people control my emotions, but this is like a wound that keeps getting cut open and salt poured in it. Is getting away from my mother-in-law going to fix things, or am I the issue?
6: Whew. Good
0: night. Well, I don't like that she can't get money unless he gives it to me. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm a control freak according to my mother-in-law. No, thank you.
2: Yeah, it sounds like you this are just breathing the air of
0: a planet of gaslight.
2: Yeah. So I, all we can go on, Annie, is what you've written here. And so here's what I would tell you. Um, based on exactly what you wrote, and I always want to hold in both hands, there's, there's there's, two sides to a story. You are not the issue. Yes, getting away from your mother-in-law would fix some things, but the bigger thing here is you have a husband who is over, over, overbearing, does not have a partner. Um, he is much more interested in making sure his mommy's okay and um, his mommy's brought into all of your life than he is being married and building a life with you. Co creating a world with his wife. So, yes, getting away from your mother in law would for sure help. And you got to deal with your marriage. Got to deal with your marriage. And it sounds like your husband has very little interest in dealing with your marriage. And in fact, when you try, mm-hmm. he um, turns it over to his mom and she lobs grenades at you. Jeez. So, um, Rachel, there's, there's this idea that we're going to take a for lack of better terms, we're going to we're gonna take a practice separation for a few days. And yeah. it might be up to 30 days. It might be for two weeks. But it is a, I'm choosing to step out because I'm not, I'm becoming somebody that yep. I don't want to be. With yep. my kids, I'm right. becoming somebody I don't want to be with you. Right. And anytime you do that, it's important to have, we're going to circle back at this time, at this date, at this restaurant to talk. Um, we're going to bring this person with us. You got to set some guide rules. But this is one of those moments that continuing just to stay in this mm-hmm. sewer yep. Um, somebody's going to end up doing something that you can't take back. Yep. And so, Annie, you're not crazy. Um, You are not messed up here. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like you have tried to do what's right and you are just getting dragged underwater. And I think
0: that's one of the hardest parts of marriage when you hear a situation like that. Because for so many people, I think learning to balance, how do I take care of myself, but also take care of this relationship, this lifelong relationship that I'm in, right? Right. But taking care of yourself is the key to then having a healthier marriage. Right. And I think sometimes we mix those up and think I got to just fix my marriage, fix my marriage. But it's actually getting you, y- making sure you're okay, taking care of yourself in these moments, especially, right?
2: Especially, well, especially if... Fix, this sounds,
0: abu- this almost sounds like this is was, not good.
2: I was going to say abusive, but yeah. I- anytime somebody gives their wife an allowance, yeah, uh, that to me, I classify that as abusive. Mm-hmm. That is controlling nonsense behavior,
0: yep. right? For two adults.
2: Um, for two adults, right? Yeah. But, Often in this situation, and it's usually wife playing, trying to please husband, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not always, but often. It is the way I'm going to try to fix my marriage is by cutting off parts of me. Yes. So that I can make this this thing that we're quote unquote doing together all right. Mm-hmm. And what often people find after they've cut all their toes off and all their fingers off is that, oh, he's just going to keep moving it he doesn't
0: change it. Yeah.
2: He's going to keep moving the finish line. It was never about us healing our marriage.
0: Right, right. It was
2: never about me healing and him healing and us making this new thing. It was about he's just going to keep doing mm-hmm. whatever he wants to do. Right? Yep. And you yep. find yourself with nothing. Yes, right? that So point. that's why I like someone to step out. And the, the language I use is somebody's got to turn on the lights, turn off the music, the party's over. I'm going to step out. I'm going to move into this place with my girlfriend. I'm going to move into this place with my mother-in-law. I mean, with my mother, and, not and mother-in-law. And the kids? What do you... I'd bring him if you can Yeah. and often you learn a lot if he doesn't fight you on it then that tells you what you need to know Mm -hmm. right but me and the kids we're going to move over here for a couple of weeks and I got to breathe because I can't have your mother-in-law doing this I can't have you blaming me for all this and if he goes I'm about to lose my marriage Mm -hmm. and he gets a quick dose of reality then that's beautiful if he goes fine get out of here me and my mom are. That's he's really telling you what you need to know
0: Yep, Right. Yep. Oh, it's so hard. Annie, thanks for. I hate this for you. For I hate this. It, I hate this, hate this.
2: I I don't have a psychology, and I, I'm. This is a bias, and I know it happens all over the place. I don't have a world, and where if I sat down with my wife and I said, "Hey, I need this," that her first response would be, "Sucks to be you." Right. Mm-hmm. I just don't live in that world. Right. Right. And so these things break
0: my heart. That's right. Yes. Right. Like, yes. hey, I
2: need you to to help with. I'm not doing that. Man, that's tough. That's tough, 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 tough.
0: That's so hard. So, so hard. All right, let's go back to the phones. We have uh, Braden in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, Braden. welcome to the show.
6: Hey, Rachel. Hey, John, how's it going?
0: We're doing great. How can we help?
6: Um, So I'm getting ready to lock in my rate. I'm building a house, and um, my banker got in touch with me, and I know that y'all have always said to go with a 15-year fix, But on the 30-year, I got quoted at a 6.6. And on a 15-year, I got quoted at a 7.25. And I didn't know if that (laughs) has anything to do with y'all's decision.
0: Yeah, the decision's less about interest rate and more about just urgency of getting it paid off and that when you have a 15-year, you're obviously naturally going to pay it off half of the time that you would in a 30-year. But also with the plan that we encourage people to pay off their house even sooner than that than the 15 year. So that's that's why that principled rule is in place when it comes to mortgages. It's really less about the interest rate, which is so interesting because usually it's flipped.
2: It's almost never like... Is, is it an yeah, adjustable
6: she said, rate? She said, this, she said this is the first time she's seen it do that. Yeah. Um, they're both fixed rate, a 30-year and a 15-year fix. Um, I wasn't really worried about it and was leaning towards going with the 30-year just because my last house, I paid off in seven months and 20 days. <laughs> and so... Um, yeah. you know, I, I'm pretty intentional about it, but yeah. I'm definitely not on doing that with this one just because that last one might have killed me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. Where, where are you guys, Braden, financially? I'm just curious. You guys out of debt and have savings and yeah. you're building and all of that?
6: Zero debt. Um, I've got 35,000 set aside for an emergency fund Good for and, you guys. um, the house appraised to be worth like eight ninety nine hundred.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Congrats!
2: What, have you run the math on it just to see it, at this interest rate if I paid it off in fifteen versus that interest rate if I paid it off in fifteen, um, or paid it off in thirty? Which one will come out ahead?
6: I haven't, I, I haven't ran the math because okay. basically on either one I was going to do I was planning on paying it off in no more than probably two years because yeah. I only bar- I only borrowed eighty thousand on it, so it's not very much of a mortgage. What do you do for a uh, living? I, I just run my own business. I, I really don't make a whole lot. I've just uh, always done y'all's um, plan since I was probably eight. But you're going to oh. pay
2: off a ninety nine hundred thousand dollar house in two years.
0: Well, you paid most well, of it with I'll, cash. Is what you're saying? He you only yeah, borrowed I'll eighty. Oh,
2: that's gosh, impressive, gotcha. Brayden. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, you
0: know, we stick with the principle of that fifteen, yeah, 15. year. Because
2: um, doesn't matter for you.
0: Yeah, at that point, the interest rate isn't even that big of a swing because you're going to be paying it off so soon. So the principle again is to pay it off as soon as possible, Brayden. Fantastic job. Incredible, man. Well done. Either way, you're not making bad decisions in life. You're doing really good. So keep up the good work. So one thing we say around here a lot is that money is not a math problem. Usually and most always, it's a you problem. It's a me problem. It's us that are handling money that is creating uh, the stress and the buying and everything else. And so Jade Warshall, one of our Ramsey personalities just came out with a Money's Not a Math Problem Quick Read, the real reason you're broke and what to do about it. So make so sure good. to check it out, you guys. It's really good. So oh, it's actually it's on pre-sale for just 10 bucks and you can also access a live online Q&A with Jade that she's going to do but she's going to talk about the five lies that we believe about budgeting and really unpacking this idea of how much our behavior is so crucial to us winning with money. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash store for that and then our other great friend George Camel Breaking Free from Broke The Ultimate Guide to More Money and Less Stress is also at DaveRamsey.com or also RamseySolutions.com slash store and you can pre-order that book. It is coming out in January and George does a fantastic job being George and funny and great stories and all the things uh, really walking through this approach of building wealth and getting out of the system because there's such a system financially that people get stuck in and it's like a Ferris wheel just over and over and over and over and so getting out of that and actually winning with your money Breaking Free from Broke by George Campbell make sure to pre-order that at RamseySolutions.com We have
2: all of your holiday shopping for your crazy aunt you can give them my book 20 bucks yeah for your grandkids or your kids, you can give them your brand new book.
0: Yeah, $12 for some of these. Yeah. Change your past, uh, own your past, change your future.
2: You're an incredible salesman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> own your, whatever your book's called, John.
2: This is a, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a Toyota. Is it a Toyota or a Honda? <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. It's a car.
0: It's a great, own your past, change your future, right.
2: $12. But you could buy, um, like, money's not the problem for all of your friends and breaking beef from broke. like, we got you,
0: dude. Yep, yep. So make sure to check out all that stuff, you guys. Some good money content we're putting out into the world to help people get that hope back. All right, let's go to David in Colorado Springs. Hey, David, welcome to the show.
4: Good to talk to you guys. How are you doing?
0: Absolutely. We're great. We're glad that you called us, David. How can we help?
4: Okay, Um, make a long story short. Um, My stepdaughter has really been into figure skating since she was about six years old. And about a year and a half ago, she decided she wanted to start competing. So we're like, well, we'll, we'll give it a year, see if she sticks with it. And she really has. And she started competing last year and is doing great. The issue is that we are kind of on the low end of spending for this sport and it's costing us almost a thousand dollars a month.
0: Oh, goodness. And it,
4: it just goes up from there. Um, Having more coaching, working with a uh, physical trainer, uh, starting to travel, having to pay for the coach to travel to competitions. And we we really are probably over our budget with what we're spending now. But at the same time, she really loves this. And we're kind of trying to figure out how do you balance her loving the sport and us not going broke. Man.
0: How old is she now?
4: She is 14.
0: Okay.
2: I've got some unpopular opinions on this that I always get in trouble for. Can I just put them out there? Is that cool? Yeah. John
0: stirs the pot I all I mean, this. very
2: few things do I get in more trouble from the internet people than this, but here we go. Um, I would suggest that we've grown up in a culture, we've created a culture where the kid is the star of the family show. And ultimately, where do you want to eat? What do you want to do? Who do you want to become? What do you want to be when you grow up? What college do you want to go to? What's your dream school? We dump all of these things in our kids' backpack. Think of them as rocks. We just drop them in our kids. And what happens without meaning to? And this happens like us trying to love and honor and give our kids opportunities that we didn't have. They end up carrying the weight of the whole house. And... I, dude, I'm a product of sports. I played sports all the way through. I was a two-sport letterman. I ran in college. I did MMA with professionals. Like I'm all about sports and teams and workouts and discipline. All that stuff's great. And the greatest gift I can give my kid is not mortgaging my soul – And our future, and
0: literally a second, literally a second second mortgage mortgage that some people do to pay for this stuff. Yeah,
2: to let them quote unquote do whatever they want or do whatever they're passionate about, do whatever they what feels right. The greatest gift I can give them is a stable, at peace mom and dad. That's the greatest gift. And so before I get down a road where I'm paying for private coaching, I gotta fly the coach in or drive the coach in, now we gotta do this. It 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 just starts building. And like you said, a little bit of success breeds this. And if you try to back out, it's like it's like a a timeshare salesman, right? They're like, hey, but we see really a bright future with your daughter. And if you do this, then it could lead to this and it could lead to this. And you your daughter's just sitting there looking at you and you feel like you feel like the antichrist pulling some of the stuff away. And so I always think it's best to not follow the rabbit down the rabbit hole on this, but it's to start all the way at the beginning with your wife and say, hey, what kind of home do we want to have? And we're going to reverse engineer it that way. And what can we actually afford? So take ice skating away and input Lexus. If she was really passionate about a Lexus and really a good driver and you couldn't afford a Lexus, you wouldn't buy her a Lexus. But for some reason, sports have become the altar that we sacrifice our families on and that we allow our families and our kids to worship. And I I, I think it's beyond madness. It's gone to pathology now. Um, And at the same time, dude, I get it. I can't imagine having a daughter who's starting to excel. You're a stepdad. You're building relationships and connections. And then you're going to sit down and like you're going to take this away. Right, I get that. I can't think of something that would be harder to do as a parent. Um, I just am seeing family after family mortgage their souls for sports and travel sports and the sake of whatever my kid wants to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it, and the kids can't carry that weight. We end up burying our children.
0: What do you think, David. Yeah, yeah It's that's, that's
4: kind of my thinking. It's you know, more we draw a line in the sand, and it's like, yeah. This is what we can afford. Yep, and yep. I'm, I'm but, sorry.
0: Yep, and I and David, honestly, too. If you don't do that, nobody else is. This ice skating community isn't going to the the trainer's not going to the the championship tournament places aren't going. Like no one else is going to do that. You literally could spend and spend and spend and spend, and and there's nobody in the world that's going to be like, hey, David, you got to stop. So that's when date. That's when you and your wife together have to say. We have to we have to put a boundary up because there's nobody else on planet Earth that puts up boundaries for us. We have to create those ourselves. And if you don't, especially these little microcosms of life and kids sports is one of them, you can just go down a train just like John's saying and it's and you look up and you guys have spent your retirement. I mean, you've done all of this and I I know I just it I just am so so cautious, especially and I would say this too David, even if you guys had the money, it would be an interesting conversation too. The urgency may not be there, like uh, like with the money. There's a little bit of a finite. Like we, we just can't. we don't have the money. Like right. we can't do that, and we're not going to stress ourselves out and miss a mortgage payment for ice skating. Like that's that's ins- like that's that's insane. We can't do that. We are adults. She's 14, and we have to make adult, mature decisions in our household and run our household. And then what comes after that is what we have to decide. But we're not going to put ourselves in a financial bind for this. We're, we can't. We we won't. And so you draw that line. But even if you had the money, I think what John's saying is interesting. I know it's so controversial.
2: Well, here's the deal. I've got friends that are athletic trainers at universities. Yeah. And they continue to tell me that they're bringing 18 and 19-year-olds with joint overuse injuries that they see in geriatric populations shoulders and knees and hips that were not designed to do the same sport day after day, week after week, year after year since someone was a child and all the way up through. Their bodies can't handle that, right?
0: Um, So if there's like a... And and I don't know, David, what your options are, but my encouragement would be hopefully to be able to find a group to play in, whether it's a rec and not competition. mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what it is for ice skating, but like where she can still do what she loves, right? And enjoy it, but it's just not at this high specific level that is so narrow and intense for 14 you know
2: if this is my house inexpensive i would sit my son down who's 13 almost here and i'd walk him through our budget Mm -hmm. and then i would say here's what it costs for rent here's what it costs for electric water all that food
0: what we spend yeah
2: and then here's what we got for this and this is our cap and then I'm not just gonna say it in a vacuum but I'm gonna show him here's what we can afford that's
0: right David thanks so much for calling and thank you America for listening John for always being a great co-host and all the guys in the booth for making the show happen this is The Ramsey Show